Hey friends, happy Monday. Oh man, you guys are gonna so, so, so love this conversation with Julie and Davey. We really, really dig into energy and trying to decrease that stress level that we all feel as high achieving women, women who run businesses and try to stay present in our homes and keep up with our kids and, 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 right? And take care of our bodies and show up for God. Just, we have so much on our plate and I think these six tips that we really work together to bring you guys is going to bless you. It's going to help you realize that it's okay to put yourself first so that you can pour from a full cup so that you can uh, feel your absolute best and really become that high achiever that you know is inside of you, you know is possible and make some tweaks to get there. Julie Ann Davey is a mom, Christian, and a nurse practitioner. She has over 20 years of experience in the healthcare industry, and for the last eight years, she's been helping hundreds of overwhelmed people transform their lives by healing their bodies with natural medicine and developing their own set of unique health habits. And Julie Ann and I have known each other for a long time. I've been a guest on her podcast um, a few years back, and I just knew that she'd be the person to come on and really pour into you guys when it came to energy and de decreasing stress and kind of making those natural shifts that I know make such a difference. All right, let's do this. Do you want to get clear on your calling so you can start an online business? Do you find yourself looking up how to work from home, how to start a business, or ways to get more clients? <laughs> hey friend, welcome to the Stephanie Gas Show. You know God has a plan for you, yet you can't seem to get clarity on what it is. So you stay stuck, do nothing, or start random side hustles to make quick money. Wait for it, clarity is calling. Hey, I'm Steph, daughter of the king, wife, boy mom, and PJ all day enthusiast. After building success the world's way, I was still lost. I finally surrendered and God showed me how to build a business his way. Spoiler, your dreams pale in comparison to God's dreams for you. Imagine getting clear on your God-led calling, learning the steps to starting a sustainable online business, launching a podcast, and monetizing using coaching or courses so that you can make impact and income. And maybe you're doing it all braless and flawless. <laughs> this is the podcast for you. Pop that LaCroix, fill up your iced coffee, or grab your kombucha, Actually, you're probably going to need all three. It's time to grow, girl. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. Hey, friends. So when Julie and I were jamming on what we were going to talk about on each other's podcasts, we really came to this common denominator that you are all women who have a lot on your plate. You're super busy. So many of you are working or running businesses or running a household. And there's so much stress that we carry as women, as high achievers. And Julie and I came to the table, me from running a business from home, having two young kids and Julie being so incredible in the health space and really having all of that knowledge on gut health and all the amazing things that Julie does. And we said, let's just come together and share some tips with you guys today from two high achieving women who have a lot on our plate around reducing stress and boosting energy. So that's what we're gonna jam on today. And I'm super excited about it. So hi, Julie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so fun. I love it. I love to bounce back and forth and I love learning from you. So I can't wait to hear your tips and yeah, get into it. I'll share with your listeners what I do. And then you can share with mine what you do. So 
those of you who are listening on Julie's pod, hi, I'm Steph Gass and I'm a podcaster. I have a top 0.5 podcast in the world for females who women who want to really get clear in their calling so they can start a profitable online business from their gifts. I teach them how to podcast and then how to make money through their show. Boy, mom obsessed with coffee. You'll notice one of my fun tips today has to do with coffee. Anyway, just really excited to teach you how to really like zone in a little bit more on these easy tweaks you can make to get more done without that stress. And Julie. Love that. Yes. So I am a nurse practitioner. I was in traditional medicine for over 20 years and I transitioned to more of a holistic and functional practice about 10 years ago. And so now my primary focus is on gut health. I do a test called the GI map, and it's really just a great look into the microbiome, which is really kind of like the gateway to health. And so I help a lot of women restore things like energy. And we work on stress because all of that is so important, especially when you have gut issues and healing your gut. So I do talk a lot about these things, but it's exciting for me to talk to you today and hear your tips. So much of our like productivity and the way we treat other people and the way we show up in the world and the way we show up in our day comes from inside of us. Mm-hmm. And so often, I know you can attest to this, Julie, we look for external ways to operate at a higher capacity. I need a new planner. I need a new system. And some of our tips have to do with that today, but so much of this really does come from this blend of internal changes along with some external changes that you make. And when you can merge those two, you really are able to shift the way that you operate, right? From like a capacity level and an achievement level. So my first tip for you guys, and Julie and I are going to bounce off these together, is to create more gray space in your life. So what the heck does this mean? This means that we've got to stop saying, okay, today I have 24 hours. If I only sleep for six hours, then I have this many hours left where I can wake up, do this thing, get the kids ready or, and get to work. Maybe I can squeeze in a run. Then I can probably do 17 loads of laundry. That's been sitting there for five days. Then I can maybe meal prep if I really get crazy. Plus I have a business meeting today. I have 17 texts. I forgot to get like, does this sound like anyone else? And I know that I was was super guilty of this. It's like, how can I get more done? How can I get more done? More, 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 more. And the number one thing you're doing when you do that is you're creating complete unrealistic expectation on yourself, your life. And then you're just this walking anxiety, like projecting that energy into the world, onto your family, onto your spouse. So my number one goal is to know exactly how many hours I have to work each day. And then making sure that I'm not carving more into empty spots in my planner, but that I'm actually carving in gray space, which means I want to see every day that there's some white blank spaces where I don't have anything in there. That's opposite of what I want to do as a high achiever. So that's what I have to do. So carve in some gray space. And if I give you one tip here, it's where can you carve in 30 minutes to an hour of complete open time, no agenda, every single day. I want you to find where that's going to fit, whether it's in the morning, whether it's at night, whether it's during lunch, and I want you to make it in your planner, whether electronic or paper. And then I just want you to sit there and ask yourself, what do I really need in this moment? Or what do I really want to do? And sometimes I pray like, Lord, show me what to do in this gray space right here. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. And got me thinking that 
one of the reasons when we connected before and we did a podcast, we did a pod swap basically before that I love so much about you is you are a high achiever. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, are you an Enneagram three? I am. <laughs> okay. I'm an Enneagram three too. So um, we are naturally, we like to work and we like to be productive and it's so hard. And I think a lot of women who feel that because we have a lot of responsibility, we take on a lot of things that maybe we shouldn't, but that is exactly what I used to do. Exactly what you described. And I was... <laughs> As you were going through all the things, I was like feeling, getting anxious, just hearing, thinking about all of those things. It takes time. It obviously takes time and it takes work and effort to move away from doing that and to create a different type of habit and to create that gray space, as you call it. So now it's funny. I'll sometimes slip back into that mindset. I'll look at my calendar and think, gosh, I only have like a couple of meetings today. And then I'll start thinking, what else can I do? What else do I need to do? And it's not that I don't have other things I need to work on, but, but that's actually good because it gives me space to do these other things, but not to have to feel so stressed out about it. And then I can do them in, you know, more of a, a relaxed state than in that fight or flight all the time, because that really is what is so detrimental to our health. And then honestly, we're not in a good mood. You know, we lash out at our family when we don't really mean to, but it's because we've taken on so much often and we, we're not allowing ourselves that space. So my first tip, I'm going to piggyback off of yours because I think this kind of is really in line is to create boundaries. So this kind of goes along with what Steph said. We have to create healthy boundaries in our life and we can't as women always say yes to everything because here's the honest truth. We probably can do all the things. You think to yourself, oh, I can do that. Yeah, they want me to. Okay, I can do it. But what is that going to create for you and your internal state? Are you going to be, you know, feeling this anxiety, this constant stress and turmoil because you said yes to too many things? So this will also take practice because we naturally want to please people. We want to help people. So we naturally take on more and say yes. But if you can learn that sometimes, Someone told me this one time, saying no creates an opportunity for someone else to say yes. And I'm like, you know what? That is so true. Like, let's say it was someone wanted you to volunteer for something and you really didn't have time, but you didn't want to let them down. Well, maybe it actually, that position, volunteering position was meant for someone else and you made space for them to be able to say yes. So sometimes it's also about retraining our thought process around saying no. But I think if we can learn to do that more, it will lessen that stress in our life for sure. That is such a great tip, Julie. And on that point, saying no to other people and requests and all that stuff, but in the same sense, saying sometimes no to yourself, creating those internal boundaries. One of my favorite boundaries for myself is what time is work over today so that I can actually shut the laptop and have peace. I only do three things a day that I have to do. That's all I allow myself because otherwise I'll do 27 things, right? So that, and you know, what's super funny. I was helping someone on a coaching call earlier today and we looked up the definition of the word over-functioning and it was being overly focused on another person's problems, life situation, offering frequent advice to help the other person, usually unsolicited and actually doing things that are part of the other person's life responsibilities and believing if I don't do it, then it won't get done. And I was like, mm. oh no, I'm an over <laughs> because 
how many of us, not only are we doing this in our businesses or at your work, you're doing it for your kids, you're doing it for your spouse and not because it's because we love everyone, but at the same time, we're not empowering people to do the things they need to do so that we create back that gray space so that we have that boundary. So last tip on the boundary piece, one thing that I found to be very helpful, and I don't know if any other woman out there is struggling with this. I just started asking for a little more help. So for example, I was like, would you please help me with laundry right now? And my husband's like, sure. I was like, (gasps) oh, oh my gosh. He said, sure. Thinking instead of sitting there putting laundry away, angry and resentful and all of this stuff, like instead of So that boundary was with myself. It was Stephanie, you got to ask for help instead of sitting here thinking no one will help you. So anyway, I hope that we hope that I love that. And that should definitely lessen that stress. And you know, what's weird. Like when you lessen stress, you automatically increase energy, right? Okay. I was just thinking that (laughs) it's so fun. Like they're so correlated. So my second tip for you ladies listening is to move your body exercise. Now, sometimes we hear exercise. I'm like, well, I'm time for that. And I get that exercise was always last on my list because everything else was more important, keeping the house and showing up for work and whatever the things were. And then I realized that, and let's just say moving your body, if exercise is a too big of a word for you, if it's too much to commit to right now, my first goal was just hitting 6,000 steps. Cause I would sit and work all day. So I started working from the Peloton for an hour that was helpful. And then I noticed I feel better. And then I noticed I'm more joyful. I have energy instead of ending at three o'clock, my energy's going till seven or eight at night. I noticed such a drastic shift from a daily move my body goal that now I'm crazy intentional. I'm like, not only am I going to hit my hopefully 10,000 steps, but I'm also going to weight lift three to four times a week. It was like this evolving desire because it made such a difference in my energy boost and my stress reduction. And I know Julie has some awesome stuff to talk about in here, but my little tip for you guys is start where you are. So what is the little tiny thing you can begin with to move your body every day, even if it's 10 minutes and then your body will naturally start wanting more of that. And I think as you start seeing the difference in how you feel, you'll want to do it more. Yes, absolutely. And I think that goes with a lot of things that we do, whether it is eating a little bit healthier, hydrating our body, we start to see, oh, these small changes really can make a big difference. And that is a huge, you know, motivating factor to continue on in developing healthier habits. So I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, our bodies were made to move. We weren't made to sit and be stagnant. And I'm like, Stephanie, I sit in front of the computer a lot during the day. I did invest in a stand-up desk so that I can you know, stand up some of the day, but I have to also create space and time to make myself get up and take a walk, you know, if that's all it is, or I certainly do exercise, but I want to speak to one other lady out there. Let's just say you're exercising. You're already in this great exercise routine. One thing that I find that happens is sometimes we can overdo it as well. Sometimes we can overexercise and that is putting more stress on your body. So I think that there is a good balance. We certainly need to move our body. We need to do the types of exercise that feel good 
for us. And certainly, I mean, strength training is important, especially as a woman, as you age, that's really important. But just finding what works right for you. And I agree with you so much. If you're not doing anything, just start with something super simple so that you can stick with it and you're not overwhelmed. So maybe it's getting 6,000 steps a day. Maybe it's going for a walk with a friend because that's a great form of stress relief just to talk about what's going on in your life. So I think that's really important. So to kind of continue with that same type of tip, other than exercise, I like to think about what other self-care, I mean, I know that's a buzzword and I mean, we've heard it so much, but really it's true. We have to fill our cup first if we are going to be able to effectively help other people. I mean, our family included, of course, first and foremost, but even, you know, if we're working with clients, I mean, we, our cup can't be empty or otherwise we're not going to be as helpful and effective when working with them or when helping our family. So other things for self-care just personally that I like to do, I love that you talked about that gray space and taking time throughout the day. So I like to take 30 minutes just for meditation. And I don't meditate. I mean, meditation can really honestly mean a lot of different things. I typically just try and sit because stopping is really hard for me. So I try to sit, not be working. Maybe I'll turn on some meditation music and just kind of lay and not think about anything and just kind of let my be relaxed. Maybe I'll lay and pray. Maybe I'll just lay there and talk to God. Maybe something's on my mind and I really want, I'm trying to maybe get some answer or some guidance and maybe I'm talking to God during that time. Some other things, I used to really take this for granted that it worked, but really deep breathing. I used to think, oh yeah, that's, you know, really like, I don't have time, but basically I don't have time for that. That's what I would think. And once I really started, especially before eating, because as you mentioned, I work with women a lot on their gut health and If we can sit and relax, take some deep breaths, that activates our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest system, which we're rarely in. We're typically in the sympathetic, which is the fight and flight. And so our body is constantly stressed. But just a simple act of sitting, maybe it's during the meditation, you're just taking deep breaths and that's telling your body, okay. It's okay to relax. You're activating that parasympathetic nervous system. Some other things, diet, of course, is huge, you know, and this is really not to seem overwhelming because maybe you're like, oh, well, I have a lot of work to do in that area. Well, it's not a one and done. It's a daily choice. And maybe one day you don't make as good of a choice. That's okay. You just get back on the wagon the next day and you make a better choice the next day. I always say, Every day is a brand new day to make a different and new choice. It's not the end of the world. I was working with a client this morning and she said to me, so what if I mess up during this protocol? What if I like have a cookie and I'm like, it's okay. If you have a cookie, it's okay. The worst thing you can do is stress about having the cookie. So I would rather you have the cookie, enjoy it. But don't stress over it because that just creates such negative effects on our body. So obviously eating whole foods and maybe that's you just decide this week, I'm going to eat out one less time. I'm going to cook at home one more time. Anybody can do that. That's simple. And I always like to say it's the daily habits that lead to the real progress and lasting change. It's those things, the little things like we've been talking about that you do every day that really kind of create a compound effect 
And then you start to really see the benefits and the differences. That was so value packed. I hope you guys were taking notes. So self-care, what's so fun for me is sometimes your self-care can be planned. Like Julie mentioned, she likes to lay and meditate and just be still and relax or lay and pray. One of my self-care dailies are when I wake up, I love to wake up about an hour before my family, sometimes an hour and a half. And I like to do my Bible study, my journaling, my prayer, that's planned self-care. But then I also like the gray space unplanned because sometimes I'll just be sitting there and go, what do I truly want to do right now? And it's so weird and fun. The strange ideas like Holy spirit, thankfully is like, do this. Like one day I was like, I want to go for a bike ride. And I was like, that was random. Cool. Let's go. Like, it's really fun. It's like a pattern interrupt for me not to be planned. So that's been a really fun way to boost energy is you're keeping yourself, like keep yourself on your toes, be exciting with your self-care. My other boring ones are I die for a bubble bath. It's got all the oils, all the salts in it, the bombs. And I just lay there and I'll read. That's one of my favorite ways to just de-stress. So those are a few of mine. Then on to Julie, my next tip actually has to do with what Julie was mentioning about food and eating whole food and moving into a little bit more, some dietary changes. I was a 35 year long binge dieter. So I would go diet and then get off the diet and eat all the things and then diet. And then had all the issues. You guys went through the emotional eating phases, went through taking diet pills to try to lose weight. Like I had done hot mess express for all of those years until I thankfully had invested in the right type of coach for myself who helped me understand that food was just fuel. You can also have the donut, right? Like you got to see food as fuel and as experience and memories, and you blend it all together into what works best for you. So to piggyback off of what Julie said, what she had mentioned, like focusing on one small thing, that was one of my tips too, which was how can you just have one healthy swap a day? That is a great place to start. And this is going to make a huge shift. And Julie mentioned the science behind this, right? There's scientific stuff and shifts and changes that happen, not just in your body look and how you, you look, but also what's happening in your brain that's tied mm-hmm. to what you're eating and how you're fueling your body from all those antioxidants and all the healthy stuff that you put in your body, not to mention how sugar and preservatives are really causing you to have sluggish, your energy is lower. And then we crave even more unhealthy food. So for me, it began with how do I just have one healthy swap? That was a great place to start. So that could look like, instead of having something sugary for breakfast, that meal becomes four egg whites and some spinach or Mm -hmm. some fat-free Greek yogurt, berries, and honey. And so that's where I started. And then I'm like, oh, wow, this is feeling great. And I still get to have dinner with my family and have half of a donut if I wanted or whatever those things were. And then again, over time, like Julie mentioned, daily healthy shifts begin to create new healthy habits. And so that intention that I was doing daily was making such a difference, just like moving my body that I kept moving the needle over the last two years. So my tip for you is one healthy swap a day. Here's some examples the breakfast one, here's another one. Instead of having afternoon coffee, swap it for a protein shake. And I just use protein powder, two scoops of chocolate protein powder, a frozen banana, almond milk, and a handful of spinach. Easy. It totally boosts my energy more than caffeine and it tastes like a dessert. So that's Mm -hmm. one fun swap you can make. Another one was if you were craving ice cream at night, maybe you can do non-fat Greek yogurt, put vanilla inside of it, 
pure vanilla with some berries. You could put some coconut whipped cream on top and honey. There's easy swaps. So ask yourself, what swap can I make today? And I think that will help you start to move that needle. I'm so all about the healthy food swaps because for years I was really addicted to sugar. I just wanted one bite of something, then I just wanted more and more. And thankfully, you know, have broken that habit. But what helped me so much was I didn't deprive myself of having sweets. I would just swap them out for something that was like an upgrade. I like to just call it an upgrade. So you upgrade your sweet options or maybe something else. It may be like your spaghetti. You want to upgrade that, then you just get some gluten-free like brown rice pasta instead of regular pasta. I mean, there are just simple things that you can do. And there's so much more readily available and accessible to us now than there used to be. So it really is a lot simpler than sometimes we think in our brain. We can make it harder than it is. So that actually leads me into my next tip in what we create in our brain sometimes is actually what stresses us out, depletes our energy because when we're stressed, as you said, Stephanie, we get fatigued and then we don't want to do anything. And it's really more that we're overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed with maybe whatever's going on, whatever we're stressing about. So let's say you have a scenario, something that you're worried about that's just really stressing you out. And you're thinking all the things, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And you're just really creating more stress and anxiety for yourself. So what if you just sit and you think, okay, let's play this scenario out. What is the absolute worst thing that could happen? And every time I do this, to be honest with you, after I play it out and think about it, maybe I even talk it out with a friend, then I go, okay, well, if that happens, I'm still going to be okay everything. And honestly, it lessens so much stress to know that even if worst case scenario happens, you're still going to be okay. So really kind of looking at the big picture and the things that we stress about sometimes are not even as big of a deal as we have made them in our head. So my tip, even though it may seem counterintuitive, is if you're worried and stressed about a situation, just play out worst case scenario, because I guarantee you when you do that, probably not nearly as bad as you've been thinking it is. Julie, it's hilarious and so serendipitous that you bring this up because I had a coaching call this morning and we were specifically talking about this exact thing. I said, what's the worst that can happen? And when you paint that picture for yourself, what you find is the worst thing isn't actually that bad, but there's also so many lessons in it actually playing out that like, Ooh, even if the worst thing happens, I still grow. I still learn. I was looking up the quote as you were talking from Franklin D Roosevelt, that was nothing to fear, but fear itself. That's the only thing we're literally afraid of is like the what ifs and the, but if, and the, what if I fail and the, what they're going to think about me, they're all a bunch of what ifs and boohoos and none of it is founded. It's all fear-based and it just amplifies stress and it just amplifies the fight or flight, like Julie was mentioning earlier. So I love this. And I think I'm a hundred percent in on this one. And every time I've ever mapped out worst case scenario, I go, I'm doing it anyway, because that actually isn't that bad. And here's the other to piggyback, the sooner you do it, the quicker you can rip off that bandaid, the faster you will see, you can do it. And everything's hard until it's not. 
That's mm-hmm. been one of my favorite quotes this year. So, all right, my loves, let me give you the six tip recap. And then Julie and I are, will share where you can come and check out our stuff. If you want more from Julie or from me. So one was to lighten your load and create some more gray space in your calendar. Focus on one gray space bucket a day. Number two was create boundaries in your life. And this can be external boundaries or internal boundaries. Number three was move your body daily slash begin with exercise. And I wanted to mention on this one, make it fun, pick something fun. If you hate running, don't run. (laughs) You want to play pickleball? Great. Like do whatever you want to do. Okay. Number four is to focus on some self-care. And I think this should be daily. I don't know, Julie, if you have a guideline on that one, but I focus on a daily self-care and actually more than one if possible. Yes. Number five was to focus on one healthy food swap per day. And then number six was to play out worst case scenario and then push through it because there's nothing to fear, but fear itself. Yeah. I hope this blessed you guys. I know that Julie and I, we may seem like we're on the other side of all this stuff. Like, but the point is we had to work through each of these little areas and it all started with one intentional decision to say yes to that one easy micro habit and to just stick with it long enough until it became a routine in our life. And so know that if I was to give you guys one focus point right now, it would be write these six things out and the circle, the one you're going to start with this week. And then next week, come back to your list and circle a second one and just start to habit stack each of these tips in your life until you're doing a little bit of each know that it's okay to fail, pick it up, dust it off, get back on the next day. Anything you want to yes. leave with Julie, and then we'll tell them where to find us. Sure. I would say just one thing to add to that is just because you create a healthy habit doesn't mean that you're always going to be perfect and you're going to stick with it. There are so many things that I'll say to myself. Okay. Let's just take water. For instance, lately, I haven't been drinking as much water as I should. And I had that healthy habit for years, but it doesn't mean that I don't, you know, slip and fall out of the habit. But the point is, I know how to get back in the habit and I'm aware the awareness, awareness is the key to transformation. So you're aware that, okay, I need to make this change and it's not that difficult. Just be aware of it and make your mind up that you're going to do it, but you're never going to be perfect. You're, you're going to, it's a roller coaster. It's not a linear growth. It's up and down. So And so I'll just go ahead and share where you guys can connect with me on Instagram. I am at Julie Ann, A-N-N wellness, same on Facebook at Julie Ann wellness. And my website is julianwellness.com. So super simple. Everything is all the same. How about you, Steph? And mine is equally as easy. You guys, my website is stephaniegass.com and that's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S. And my podcast is the Stephanie Gass show. And we've got all Stephanie gas everywhere. Okay. So come hang out with us on Facebook or on the podcast. And we just hope this bless you. If you guys like today's episode, be sure to share about this episode in your stories, tag Julie and myself, leave us a review. If you loved this and you want more episodes like this, we'd love to hear from you guys. We pray this bless you and have a great day. Did you have fun or learn something? Leave mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way, and that it's helping you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that has been praying for a breakthrough? 
I also would love it if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know you're actually liking the show. Plus, it lights me up to hear from you. Lastly, come on over to our free community, stephgascommunity.com and head to stephaniegas.com to grab your free gifts. I have free workshops over there and everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses or connecting. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, Romans 15, 13. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.